Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Lucy Kellaway's podcast from the Financial Times. Last week on The Apprentice, two teams had to design a box of tissues and come up with a tele-advert to catch the attention of consumers. This week, I've decided to run a similar competition in which a chief executive has to woo his customers with a short email or letter. My finalists are Vikram Pandit, chief of Citigroup, and Johnny Bowden, founder of the upmarket mail-order clothing group. Mr Pandit tapped out his email a fortnight ago and sent it to all holders of City credit cards. It was forwarded to me by various people, including a female Financial Times reader based in London. It's her version that the judges are using. Dear Ternational, it began. It was not a good start, as her name is not Ternational, it's Barbara. Her company is called Minto International, and so one can only imagine the automatic email system randomly opted for the last bit, hoping for the best. I want you to be the first to know, it went on, which was not very good either. City must have hundreds of thousands of credit card customers. So Mr Pandit did not really want Ternational to be among the first to know at all, and so Ternational felt a little annoyed at the disingenuity of the sentiment. About the bold steps we are taking at City to be the premier, global, fully integrated financial services firm. And even if she was the first to know, why would she care? When important things happen, it's nice to be at the front of the information queue when your job's been axed or your spouse is about to leave you. But when City is taking bold steps to be the premier global blah blah, one would not be bothered one way or another. Our objective is to create for our customers an experience in which services are seamless, payments and transfers effortless, and distances meaningless. In its badly worded way, this is fair enough, but it's aiming pretty low. Distance surely became meaningless the day international telephone lines were laid, and banks should have sorted their payment systems by now. My bank, First Direct, seems to have cracked it, so I don't see why City thinks it's such a big deal. My commitment, and the commitment of everyone at City, is to work tirelessly around the clock to deliver outstanding value and service as we continue to earn your trust and that of every customer we serve, wherever you are and wherever you need to be. Sincerely, Vikram Pandit. This is aiming too high. If I were a client, I would not want Mr Pandit to work around the clock. I'd want him to get at least seven hours solid sleep a night, as he has a jolly big bank to run that's having a lot of trouble at the moment. He's trying to sell off $500 billion worth of assets and get $15 billion off the cost base, keep the unions off his back and reassure shareholders. The only people, as far as I can gather, that were not causing any bother were the credit card holders. But now, alas, they're wondering what was the point of a message that said their bank was taking bold steps, but then did not give even the tiniest hint of what these bold steps might be. So how did the other team do? 
Johnny Bowden penned a letter that went out to selected customers last week who had stopped buying from him. Hello, Mrs. Kellaway, mine began. Though not quite my name, it was close enough. Last year you were one of our best customers. You bought armfuls of our colourful finery, showed us off and garnered the oohs and ahs of all you passed. So thank you. Thank you very much. This was briefly puzzling as I don't like Bowden's colourful finery, but then I remembered a couple of sober suits I'd bought for my shopophobe husband. This year, something's not quite right. Maybe we haven't pushed your buttons quite right. Maybe it's because spring forgot to be spring, or because houses are now worth less than a packet of crisps. The style was maddeningly jaunty. I particularly take exception to the phrase, push your buttons. The only buttons I have are on my clothes, which do not come from Johnny, and which require doing up rather than pushing. Yet I went on reading to find that Johnny claimed to be so impatient for my order, he was hopping from foot to foot like an incontinent uncle. I was not moved by his uncle's bladder control, yet I went on reading to the end, where was attached a big ten-pound voucher saying, Use me quick, I run out soon. Bowden, you can go back to the house. I don't like your prose style, but you won because, just like the winning team on the TV last week, you got my attention and thrust your message down my throat. Your prize is that I'm now going to buy some more trousers for my husband, as I've noticed that after 18 months hard wearing, his old ones are getting a bit shiny on the bottom. Vikram, you do not have a clear message. Yours was a vague wave in customers' direction that left them with the uneasy impression that City was not waving, but drowning. Sorry, Vikram, you're fired. Thank you for listening. To read Lucy Kellaway's columns online, please visit www.ft.com forward slash Kellaway.